When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, there are four... NFL playoff games this weekend. Yeah, I'm psyched about this slate. Lots of good stuff here. Yeah. Uh, should be uh, four pretty competitive games, I would think. What time do they start tomorrow? The uh, first game is 4.30 okay. tomorrow. That would be the Jaguars at the Chiefs, the four seed at the one. Kansas City favored by eight and a half. Over-unders, 52 and a half in this game. Yeah. They, they, they played this game uh, back mid, midway point of the season. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17. Um this continues to bother me, Matt. Okay. So, again, I mentioned earlier in the show that I was watching um, the NFL Network this morning. Yeah, their morning show. Or whatever. And they were talking about the Giants. The Giants. The Gi- no, the thing is filmed in New York, so yeah, I get right, it. right, right, right. Uh, Don't but forget what city these teams play in. One of, the, one of the guys on there said that the Giants turnaround might be the best the best turnaround in NFL history. In history. That's a lot. <laughs> How about the Jaguars? What yeah, they right, did this right. year might be more impressive than what the Giants did. The Giants didn't even win their division. I, I'm going to say, I mean, history's a long time. A long yeah, time, yeah. It's 100 years of the NFL. I'm not sure it's the best in the last two years. I mean, yeah. if you recall, the Bengals were, should we take Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase? This is back-to-back seasons right. where the team that had the number one overall pick then <laughs> right. turns it around and I mean, wins you, its division. If the Giants get to the Super Bowl, it might be better than what the Bengals did. I mean, you got a lot of games to win. Just being even a, that, it wouldn't be because they didn't have the number right. one overall pick. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, the Jags to me is a bigger turnaround, and you're right. Uh, hey, give Dayball all the credit in the world. He's doing a tremendous job. He's doing a great job with Daniel Jones, all that stuff. But same with Jacksonville. Speaking of Dayball, so in my five for Friday uh, today on mm-hmm. Steelers dot uh, com, uh, I made mention that. In Brian Dayball's first three seasons as Buffalo's offensive coordinator, the Bills averaged 16 points per game, then 19 points per game, Mm -hmm. and then 32 points per game. Wow. He didn't get smarter. (laughs) Right, right, right. The quarterback got better. (laughs) Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. Allen was there for all three of them. All three of them, yes. Did they come in together? Yes. Okay. So So that was Allen's rookie season, 16 points per game. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of pickettish. The second season, it was up three points to 19 points per game. Yes. And then that third season, it was 32 points a game. See, I know you well enough. I don't think you're saying Dayball's not a good coach or anything No, I'm just saying he didn't get smarter. Right. Everybody's saying he's a genius now because of what he's doing. Well, look at this. And he he fixed Josh Allen and he, he, Mm -hmm. you know. Those first two seasons in Buffalo weren't good. Weren't good. (laughs) Right. And I think there's a lot to unpeel with that because – I think it's very, very impressive now he's done it with two different quarterbacks. Sure. That he's made them much better than before they'd met, you know. And Daniel Jones sort of looked like a lost cause. And people forget Allen's first couple of years were bad. Yeah. I mean, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It was to the point of people don't realize the Giants didn't pick up Jones' fifth-year option. They right. could have him under contract next year. They didn't expect this either. 
And not that he's the next Montana, but he's a lot better than he was. Um, a huge key to me is trading for Stephon Diggs. Right. That helped. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Now, was that worth 13 points? Probably, probably not. not. I mean, you're yeah. right, right, right. But getting a guy that they could really count on, and I'm not saying the same thing could happen to the Giants, but if the Giants got New Hopkins or something, like, oh, wow, they went up five points. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Bills, Bills also went to, much like Dayball or the Giants, the Bills' first year under McDermott, they were trading away Sammy Rock Watkins and yeah. Robert Woods, and they weren't tanking, but they snuck into the playoffs. I'm sure they thought, didn't think they were a playoff team when they took yeah. over. They were getting rid of bad contracts, and again, they, they averaged, they averaged 16 points a game. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So these things don't 16. happen overnight. Yeah, is, I think is. The, Anyways, yeah. What so the, the uh, here. moving on here to the playoff games. Yeah, get, yeah. Uh, again, Kansas City favored by eight and a half. The over under 52 and a half. Um, this one, that's a big spread. Eight and a half a in a lot. playoff game. I get it, though. It's in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Lawrence said earlier this week, well, I can't imagine it will be uh, louder in, in at Arrowhead Stadium than it was last week in Jacksonville. Well, oh, yeah, it well. probably wasn't real loud, Trevor, when you had the ball in Jacksonville. <laughs> well, there's that, too. <laughs> it's a different animal in Arrowhead. They're your friends. <laughs> yeah. They're not your friends on Saturday. <laughs> And I'm sure he's been in some college environments that were really loud, too. He's yeah. Clemson and national titles and all those type of things. But, yeah, it's going to be eye-opening. Do you get the – before I dig into the game here, too, do you get the same feeling that to know success of their own, I feel a lot better about the Chiefs' chances now than I did a week ago after watching Buffalo and Cincy? Like, I'm my opinion of Buffalo and Cincy both went down watching last week's game, mostly because of injuries and Allen turnovers yeah. and allowing the Dolphins to hang around. You know, I think the Chiefs really. I think some of that though was division opponent related. Third time around, I mean that that's uh, the Miami stuff. That yeah, that third time around for a division opponent is always going to be a slugfest Mm -hmm. because there's nothing you're going to do that's going to surprise those. Division opponent too. Yeah, you're not going to surprise those teams. Um, Since even more so, just because the O line injuries. Well, that's a problem. That's a big problem. Lower on that team than I was going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Both these coaches know each other really well. Peterson learned from Reed. I don't think Lawrence is close to Mahomes' level at this point. This is really the Jags' third playoff game in a row. Yeah. And now they're on the road against a rested team. I'm not saying they, like, turn into a pumpkin or they're, you know, they're false or they're a mirage. But this is going to be a way, way harder test than beating the Titans, beating, you know, the Chargers. Jacksonville is 8-5 and outright against the spread as an underdog this Mm. season. Uh, that's tied for the most underdog wins in a single season in the Super Bowl era. Wow. Eight. Playoff um, team shouldn't be underdogs 13 times, though. Probably not, but, <laughs> yeah, but they yeah, were. Right, right, You know, and, and they, they won those games. Another little hidden stat here. Sean Hockley's crew is doing the game. Oh, I know that's bad, Yuck. but I forget why. Yuck. They uh, Second most flags in the league this uh, season. 14.6 per game. Uh, five. Do you look at that like the same way we do like weather and it, oh, I look at it, it every it week. Yeah, no, but like it helps the uh, the dog if he's going to be if he's it throwing a lot depends. of flags. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So that that his flags this year included ten roughing the passer calls this season, hmm. which was tied for the second most in the NFL. The Chiefs have been especially sensitive about roughing the passer call since the Week Five call against Chris Jones on an overturned fumble uh, recovery. Okay. okay. Uh, that from that from ESPN. Um, yeah, so if you are a team 
Uh, I, you'd hate to see a game like this turned on a roughing the passer call or something. Speaking of, we haven't talked about this one. All right. We didn't talk about at all about the roughing the passer penalty in the uh, – The Dexter Lawrence one? Yeah. It was awful. I mean it, – I thought it was warranted because he hit him in the face. Maybe I missed that. It looked like he just kind of gently rolled him to oh, the Oh, no, ground. That, and that's not why it was called. Okay. As he's coming in, his arm comes in and hits – uh, cousins. cousins, in he forearms him in the face mask yeah, as, as his arms coming down. Is, and I, I tweeted that I tweeted that out immediately. Like people were like, "It's an, it's automatic." He hit, he hit him in the face mask. Yeah, that, well, it was just a grazing blow. He hit him in the face mask. Yeah. You're not allowed to. Cousins head. The shoulders if you watch the replay of that, cousins head goes down. He okay. hits him in the face mask, and the head gets pulled down, and then the arm comes okay. down to the shoulder, and then he rolls him it's over. It's different if you graze the helmet yeah. or something. But he hit him in the face the mask. Head, then it's an easy one. Yeah. yeah, I guess I missed that because if that's true, then it's an easy flag. I had people calling me an idiot. Oh, so I'm like, look, he hit him in the head. You're not allowed yeah, to hit yeah. the quarterback in the head. That's a cut-and-dry move. Yeah, Maybe they should have explained it better on the broadcast team or the – uh, ref when he made the announcement, right. shot to the head or, or whatever. That would have made a big difference. Right. I think but I guarantee you that's what it was called for. Because the way he dragged him to the ground was... Was not roughing the passer. Roughing yeah. The passer. Right. That, but that, the, was, a blow to the head is going to get easy. you a call every time. So, back to the pass yeah. rush. <laughs> Huge key with Mahomes is don't blitz him. You know, can, yeah. this guy, can these guys get home or at least influence or at least keep him in the pocket with four? I think reasonably well, but Casey is really good protection. Um, I think Chris Jones is a major problem, though. I mean, I, I like the Jags' offense. I like their line. But giving him a week off, and he can turn it off and on. I assume he's going to turn it on for this one. I could see him being a real problem. That's my biggest athlete. problem with him as a player. Oh, me too, yeah. You know. Um, His highs are unbelievably high, but and he takes two plays off. Yeah. First and ten is different than third and eight for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, looking at this, uh, Eric Moody picking the Chiefs 37-27. Seth Walter picking the Chiefs 34-27. What you didn't mention is the Chiefs are like the worst team in the league against the spread. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, they are not blowing anybody out. No. They could in this one, but I say that every week. But even, the, again, that first game was a 10-point game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, eh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll I don't see. know what I'd do with the spread. I think the Chiefs win. Yeah. Um, well, the way it's set up, you might just go... Ah, eight and a half. I'll take two and a half. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. All right. right. Uh, <laughs> you have the six-seeded Giants at the first number one-seeded Eagles. That's the 8-15 game Saturday night. Philadelphia favored by seven and a half. The over-under 48, speaking of moving that line six points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get the division game stuff and beating a team a third time and all that. Um, I, that always kills me. It's not so hard to beat a team three straight times I if, hate that if you were the better team. Right. I mean, it's still <laughs> 60 minutes on a different day. Team A is better than Team B. I've seen, this, win more I've seen the Steelers do it a whole bunch of times yeah. with and, division opponents. And it's also a misnomer that the team that won the first two usually wins the third one. <laughs> it's not like it's even 50-50 in history. I mean, there's not that many instances in the 50 years where a division It's, it's an old beat. coaching cliche that you tell your team because you've yes. beaten the team the first two. Right. Oh, These it's really, really, really hard to, to beat a team three times. Well, history says not so much. Because you're only really beating them once. The two are in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really have to beat them once to make this happen. You know, so that makes me crazy because the numbers don't back it up either. No. I'm sure the Giants know the Eagles extremely well. Great. They're just so much less talented. And yeah. arrested Hurts and arrested Letcher Cox and those guys. I don't know if this one's close. And I know the Giants play close games. Yeah, well, I don't think either of the games against the Eagles this year were close. 
The last one, they didn't play anybody, though. Right. I mean, the last one, I think you can flush. I don't remember the first time around what they did. Um, just and even if they get here. blown out, it's a tremendous year by the Giants yeah. and Dayball and Jones and all that. And the Giants' D-line could cause problems. But the Giants are a bad run defense. They're particularly bad against running quarterbacks. I think that secondary has a real tough time with A.J. Brown and Smith. And I think this could get ugly. It was uh, 48-22. Really? And that was in New York. In New York. And it probably wasn't that close. Uh, yeah. The Giants game. had 253 yards of offense mm-hmm. in that game and turned the ball over a bunch. I mean, the big fear here is if the fourth quarter turns into a Giants drop-back passing game, they are doomed. Yeah, right. yeah. That that pass rush. They just stacked. don't, and they don't have the horse. They don't have the, the, don't receivers. the receivers. They don't yeah. have receivers. That's not even an indictment on Jones, but I mean, with that pass rush with Giants receivers, rough. yeah, they've got Cleet Blakeman's. Crew okay. for this game. What's his reputation? Uh, they called 30 offensive holding calls this year, which is tied for the fifth most in the league. They averaged 14.4 okay. penalties per game. The Eagles committed the fourth most Two holding. The lines. Yeah, the Eagles committed 30 holding penalties this year, which was the fourth most in the league. Wow. Okay. A I lot of that's that. you know when your quarterbacks move it running yeah. around a lot, you end up. I bet up... they ran a lot of plays too. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, but those those two really good D lines that will get help. Yeah. Moody picking. The Eagles 33-31. He is a New York homer, by the way. He, he does has that gotta be. Gotta yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta. I don't know where he, I have no idea. Don't know him from Adam, but I guarantee he's from the New York you've area. You've noticed that week after yeah. every week you've noticed it a little more, a little more. Yeah. And this one kind of stands out. Uh Seth Walter picking the Eagles thirty four to ten. Um, that's where I am. That's I think this Closer is a, that, a bit yeah. of a blowout. Yeah, yeah. I would lay the points in this one. Uh you've got on Sunday at three o'clock. So you get a little time there to Go yeah, off and do yeah. what you got to do before the Bengals, the third-seeded Bengals, play the second-seeded Bills. Uh, Buffalo favored now by five and a half. That seems big to me, even though well, I have that, it changed from, from the yeah. O-line issues. The over/under forty-nine. Mm-hmm. I wish since he had more of a stable running game, because then you could kind of lean on that a little more. But I still think Burrow and or, uh, Chase and Higgins are a massive problem. I mean, Burrow handles pressure extremely well, gets it out of his hands extremely well, doesn't mind getting hit. That O-line's a huge problem to me, as are the Bengals' corner situation, which didn't matter against the Ravens because they didn't throw to wide receivers. Um, I think the, the Bills are a little short. Allen has to value the football here. I, I kind of like the under. I think these defenses are set up pretty well in a, what people think is going to be a high-scoring game. The Bengals have won nine straight games. The Bills have won eight straight games. Yeah. We We're talking about how oh, they, you know, these teams aren't playing very well. <laughs> they don't lose. <laughs> they want to combine 17 <laughs> consecutive games. Yeah. They haven't lost in a long time. <laughs> and they figured out ways to win even when they haven't played their best. Yeah. Of course, they didn't play each other officially. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, the Bills are also 4-0 and in home playoff games under Sean McDermott. That's a tough place That's to play. brutal. Yeah, Kansas City and Buffalo are awful places. And we know what the weather's right like here today. Right. It's not so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, Again, I wish Cincy could run the ball a little bit better, but I think Cincy's D will keep this thing close. Um, <laughs> says the, the uh, Bowen's key to the game. The Bengals should look to blitz slot cornerback Mike Hilton to generate pressure on Allen. That's what you have to do with Mike Hilton. Mm-hmm. If you don't blitz Mike Hilton, you're wasting Mike Hilton. Yeah, he's really good at it. He's been great for the Bengals. I don't know if Hilton gets Allen on the ground, though. There's, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a tough dude. Oh, yeah. But he's I a tough him. little dude. Right. I mean, he may shrug him off like King Kong batting down <laughs> helicopters or whatever, you know? Uh, uh, they've got Carl Cheffer's gr- crew in that one. 
I don't know what his story is either. Well, 14.4 penalties per game. It's amazing to me that the, the crews that called the most penalties are getting rewarded with playoff, are getting rewarded with playoff games. Well, I want crews, yeah, I want crews that don't call penalties. Yeah, or or just the best crews. I don't know if that's these guys or not. Yeah. Seems like there's some seniority going on there. Uh, a little bit. Cincinnati 15 and 4 against the spread on the road since the start of last season. Uh including 7 and 2 against the spread this season, 7 and 1 against the spread in the past 8 games and 4 and 0 against the spread in his last four games mm. on the road. I'm shocked they're getting five and a half. I think this is more like a two and a half type of game. Yeah. The Bills are three, seven, and one against the spread in their past eleven games. They're kind of turning into a Chiefs yeah, right, kind of right, thing right. where well they, you know everybody's their offense isn't as good as people think. Everybody's saying, well they're gonna be double digit. They should well, slam this team and right. you know, they're not they're they have their own issues right now in Buffalo. Yeah. And Allen's part of them a little bit. A little bit. I mean I give the quarterback advantage to Cincinnati. Uh Moody picking the Bills twenty seven twenty four. That's about where I'm at on it. Seth Walter picking the Bills 31-20. Okay. I'm more of a... I think that offensive line issue is going to be a, 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 a problem for problem. It really Cincinnati. Is. Yeah, I mean, I think that's too much to overcome. Yeah. yeah. I listened to somebody today, and they said, well, don't forget that, you know, Joe Burrow won a game, a playoff game last year where he got sacked seven times. I think that's eight or nine. Or whatever, nine, yeah. whatever it was. That's outside the norm. That doesn't happen. That's never happened in history. To expect that to happen again against a much better team than what the, the, the Titans. Yeah, you said that off the air. Yeah. Like, but that Titans You beat Ryan Tannehill right, last right, year. Right, right, That wasn't a great team. Yeah. I mean, so, and that is a massive abnormality. Yeah. That's seven or to ten negative plays. It doesn't even include negative running plays mm-hmm. or negative, you know, interceptions or Penalties. things like that. I mean, that's right. – if you run 60 plays in a game – and nine or ten of them are sacks, you're going to not – 99.9% of the time, you're going to lose. You're going to lose, especially <laughs> against the – you have to deal with the Bills' offense. I mean, yeah. the Titans' offense isn't running away oh, from you like no. the Bills' is. Yeah, right. absolutely not. And what's the chances of not fumbling in nine sacks? Yeah, you know? or surviving. Right, right, or finishing <laughs> the game, you know. Uh, and then the 6.30 game on Sunday. This might be the best game of the week. Yeah, you get the, the Sunday game. Fifth seeded Cowboys at the second seeded 49ers. 49ers favored by four. Is that the smallest spread of the weekend? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, now it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. Uh, the over under 46 and a half. Is this the game that Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin? See, I, I do that Peacock and Williamson yeah. podcast. And of course, he has a stick going where this is the next Tom Brady. He doesn't believe that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he watches every snap and studies them like we do the Steelers. And he's a believer. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm a believer in McCaffrey and Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very much so. Right. And what Purdy's doing is unbelievably impressive. They average 35 points a game with him as a quarterback. Now, when I watched the wild card round, I looked at the Vikings and Seahawks and thought, these are embarrassing defenses right now. Yeah. And those receivers, and I get that Shanahan manipulates the, the off the defense were so unbelievably open. And there was a next-gen stat that, like, two of his attempts were within a yard of coverage or not. Everyone else was two yards or more. Like, everyone should complete these, you know. And, yeah. and he is gutsy, and he, I guess he has a great understanding of the offense. They haven't had to scale anything back to his credit. He's got a very weak arm, and he does really weird stuff in the pocket that – Seattle couldn't get to him, but Micah Parsons. Micah, will. he's not running away from Micah Parsons. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. I mean, like that's some unsustainable stuff. He'll turn his back to the defense and move when he doesn't have to. And 
that is those okay. are rookie quarterback things. Yeah, like oh, Kenny's mo- done a little bit. Of moving it. when you, you know, don't right, have right, to right, and things right. of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Niners to win, but like 24-23. I mean, I think it's a one point game, and I'm a little worried about the Dallas kicker. A little bit, a <laughs> little bit. I mean, it's just a mental thing. Yeah, I'm actually going with the Cowboys to pull the upset I can here. See it. Yeah, uh, I think that their defense. This might be the best, and I don't think Dallas's defense is great. Right, but I think it's. Probably it's a lot better than Seattle's. It's a lot, yeah. It's better than the defenses he faced down the stretch mm-hmm. when he was putting up all those numbers, especially and, pass rush. Yeah, you know I mean? right. That's the word. He's going to get hit in this game. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. Does he hold on to the football? Mm-hmm. Does he throw? You know, does he do something stupid and it's just a toss? Different challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one, by the way, has Bill Vinovich's crew. Okay. They called the fewest penalties oh, really? in the league this season. Okay. Two elite pass rushers. This is what I want to see. I want to see every time I see Vinovich, Vinovich's crew, I think like the last four seasons has been the fewest penalties. Every NFL officiating crew should have to go and watch Bill Vinovich's crew tape. Because the other thing is, you know, you and I are football purists, but a large portion turning into this doesn't sit down and watch red zone in every game and every possible game. They don't want to see flags. You know what I mean? Like this is a slightly different audience than. Week three, you know what I mean? Right, uh, right. What I don't want to see, though, is I don't see Bosa and Parsons getting held every play. And, no. You know what I mean? Not much I, as a watch. To me, too, in, in, especially in games like this, the penalty should only be called if it affects the play. See, that's smart. Like, a legal man downfield, he's two yards downfield instead of one. And yeah. He's nowhere near. Now you're just throwing a flag or, to show us how smart you are. Or a backside yeah. hold or, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that's real nit- nitpicky. Or like, uh, we don't need that. The ones that drive me nuts are the defensive holds. Like, mm-hmm. in the middle, by defensive linemen, the I mean. nose tackle stuff. Yeah. That, kind of, yeah. that happens on every play. It does. I mean, does. come on. Right, right, right. I mean, it has to be egregious. Yeah. Just, every time I see that flag come in from the back, Joe, I'm like, not another defensive lineman. I've seen it like six times this year. Mm-hmm. It's more than I've ever seen. I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing another defensive line hold. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you too. Uh, the illegal man downfield stuff. That drives me crazy bonkers too. too. They, that, that, that's that going to be a rules be. committee chat. It should be, but we'll see. Uh, Dallas has lost seven straight playoff games as an underdog, two and five against the spread. Hmm. Now, that goes back quite a ways. Yeah, I guess its last playoff upset for this we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys their last playoff upset was in the 1992 conference championship game against Philadelphia or against I'm sorry against San Francisco uh, they're four some, point underdogs in that game I know some people around here have been hard on the Steelers not enough playoff wins <laughs> Dallas's stretches are crazy oh like, it's insane this is like the first time in basically the eight minute era that they've been to the playoffs two years in a row yeah it's their first road win last week in forever i mean some of their playoff stuff is remarkably barren yeah absolutely you're taking them to win i'm taking them to win outright i think they'll be very close and i think there will be new problems for the young quarterback uh eric moody picking the 49ers 34 27 seth walter picking the 49ers 30 to 28 okay how about the the fbi fpi predictions Mm -hmm. on this one dallas 53.2 percent of the time Really? I wonder if it's a bad matchup. I mean, I think I like Dak better than you, but he played well last week. He played played well last week. If if Dak Prescott plays like he did last week, they'll win. They'll win. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And he's capable, and I think they can run the ball, and I think that O line can hold up as well as any can against San Fran. And the kind of underreported story is I think the Niners are probably the best defense in the league. 
but it it's not, not a dominating it's defense, not, especially the last month or so. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they destroyed some bad teams that you cited at the end of the year, but since it's been good, but it's not like wow, this is an un- impenetrable yeah. defense. You know, and you can throw the ball on them. Yeah, and then, yeah their corners you know, are okay, you and know. you get to play the run against the Cowboys. Yeah, if right, you don't right. play the run, they're going to run on you. So you have to dedicate guys mm-hmm. to, to stopping that. And I'm sure you know. we'll put a DFS lineup together next segment. But I think it's going to be a much heavier Pollard game than Zeke. Yes, you know, it's yeah. not keep the old Jerry. Man happy. We had yeah, Jerry. Right, right, we're right. good here, but we got to win this game. Uh, we need the explosive <laughs> dude. I mean, I think he gets a lot. He of was markedly better. It's Pollard. Unclosed. Yeah, it's not even close. And yeah. I get it. If it's, if it's third and one. Put Zeke in. I get sure. it. Sure. You know, bring Bettis in for, you but know. Yeah, but yeah, if it's first it. and 10, I want Pollard in the game. <laughs> if it's 90% of the of the situations, yes. Yeah, and I mean, I that's just. This is, that, this is where they're at. This 100% game. obvious to anybody who watches a Cowboys game. They're going to throw screens to him on both sides. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he's going to get the ball a he's lot. kind of Christian McCaffrey light. Yeah, they're very similar. He's becoming a free agent. He's going to get paid a lot. Yeah. Um. You can, well, subscribe now to our show. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. As Matt alluded to there a minute ago, you didn't allude to it. You actually said it. Uh, We got the uh, fantasy football focus coming up after this. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. 